0: I'm not going to give you a Christmas message this morning. We will do that, Lord willing, next Sunday morning. It's going to be a wonderful time to be in the house of the Lord on Christmas morning. But we will touch on the reason for the season, if you stay with me, to the very end of this message this morning. I, I want to encourage us today in the midst of a world that seems to be going Completely crazy in so many levels and areas. But I'm thankful that we, the people of God, can experience the peace of God and the rest of God. The old song that has been sung throughout generations, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. There is so much that can be said. He is... Ever so near, no matter where we find ourselves. But today I am going to try to encourage us, but I want to hopefully bring us to a place where we can pause and remember that we, the people of God, we are a little different, not just because y'all got some crazy clothes on this morning. So I'm going to ask that you get past the candy cane jacket this morning and I. uh, going to try to deliver my heart this morning because I want you to walk from this place encouraged and uplifted knowing this this morning that we have a God that loves us and he cares for us no matter what you may have went through this week or in recent days you are not alone this morning and I want you to know that today I know you just sat down but in honor of the word this morning if I could ask you if you're not able I totally understand But the custom of this house is to stand and honor the word this morning. Romans chapter number one going to read two verses this morning beginning in verse number 16. Simply we find, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, As it is written, the just shall live by faith. For a few moments, for a subject this morning, I want to talk to you and preach maybe for a few moments on the forgotten difference. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you this morning. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people that's in this house today, and I pray that for the next few moments that we would have ears to hear and hearts to receive. And Father, we'll never cease to give you the praise and the glory for all that is accomplished today from your word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord this morning. I believe it's of great importance for us to pause and to revisit the counsel that has been given to us through not just any book, but through the inspired word of God. Can I say from the very beginning that the Bible that you're holding in your hand, it is not just a written intellectual word, but it is alive this morning. It is breathing. It is absolute. It is all authority and all power. And within the pages of it is truth. Understanding and knowledge. I heard a gentleman say just uh, a Friday evening, he made a statement concerning knowledge and it stuck me. He said, Knowledge is not power, but it is the application of knowledge. And I thought, how interesting that is. And I believe that there is knowledge within the pages of your Bible that unless we apply it, it will never benefit us. But if we can come back to a place where like those before us have came to an understanding or knowledge by the power and the revelation of the Holy Spirit, and we apply that to our lives, we will, not might, but we will live and walk in a state of victory. Can I remind you this morning in 1 Peter chapter number 2 and verse number 9, one that you have probably heard often, but I believe it's worth repeating this morning. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and a holy nation, a peculiar people. And you may say, why Are we those things that we should show forth the praise of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light? Can I ask the question this morning, is there anybody in this house that can say, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. I once was in a place of darkness, but now I'm in a place where... Light is present. Uh, see the following verse we find in 1 Peter chapter 2. It says, which in times past we were not a people. And we are now the people of God which had not obtained mercy. But now we have obtained mercy. How many is thankful this morning that when you get to the end of Psalms 23. It says, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all of the days of my life. Uh, you may not be feeling the greatest this morning but if you could look in the spirit there is mercy and there is goodness all around you. Can, can I tell you today you and I have a reason uh, to be filled with joy uh, even in the midst of everybody else uh, seeing how they're going to make it one more day can I tell you this morning Paul in his letter to the Romans uh, immediately after greeting the in Romans chapter number one you know he gives this formal greeting he's writing to the Romans and he's expressing how much he cares for the And then we find that he begins to address to the Oma uh, that I really desire to be with you and I would have been there by now but God just has not really released and organized that yet but I'm coming but immediately after telling them know his heart because he's writing in a very personal manner He comes to that which we read in verse number 16 and 17. He immediately addresses that the just shall live by faith. Now, all of us have this definition of what living by faith looks like. But we see this statement made throughout our Bible. We find in Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse number 4, it says, the just shall live by faith. We find in Galatians chapter 3, verse number 11, that the just shall live by faith. We find in Hebrews chapter 10, 37 through 39, it says that the just shall live by faith, but it goes a little further in that passage, and it says, but if any man draw back... He said, my soul shall have no pleasure in him, but we are not people that draw back, uh, but we are those that believe to the saving of the soul. I wonder if there's anybody that has any faith in this room this morning. We clearly see in this passage, as well as those that I referenced this morning, that there is a distinction between those that are identified as just than others. So we have to begin to examine the word of the Lord this morning because we have to find out who is the just because you have to go back to Romans 1 and 16 and 17. It says that the just shall live by faith. Didn't say everybody had to live by faith. It says the just have to live by faith. So who's the just? We know the basic definition of just is moral or righteous, but how many knows none of us in here is able to be righteous? Our righteousness is nothing more than filthy rags. So how in the world can any of us be in that category? How can any of us be just? We don't have to go too far into Scripture to answer that question. In Genesis chapter number 6, you'll find that there's a man by the name of Noah, simply says that he found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Then it goes on to say that these are the generations of Noah, and it begins to write, but it says, Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation, and Noah walked with God. So we very, we very clearly see that in order for a man to be identified as just or righteous, he has to be a man that makes the decision to walk with God. I wonder if anybody's made that decision this morning. But we quickly find that it is those and only those who make that decision to walk with him that can really ever truly come to that place where they are considered or identified as just and righteous. Now, how is that? It is by grace that we're saved, but it is by faith that we're able to walk in a manner that is pleasing to the Lord. Time would fail us this morning to belist all that we could name this morning, but there's a few in Scripture that I'd like to just visit very quickly with you. Abel was mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11 and 4, been righteous or just. Noah, Daniel, and Job were all grouped together in the passage of Ezekiel chapter number 14. We find that Abraham is mentioned in in Galatians chapter 3. And then we find that Zacharias and Elizabeth, the mother and father of John the Baptist, they was also identified as just or righteous. All of these mentioned are just a small example of a multitude of individuals that have come before us of who have been identified as just or righteous in the eyes of the Lord. However... Those that we see in this category, they all have something in common, even though all of them walked in total different realms. Their lives was lived through faith. We find it is not a mere suggestion this morning, but it is a requirement for you and I to live by faith. We see it as impossible to be just without committing one's life to Christ by faith. As well as we see it's impossible to be pleasing to him without it. Notice Hebrews 11 verses 1 and 2. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen for by it the elders obtained a good report. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 6 goes on to tell us, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The examples in scripture this morning, as well as those throughout the pages of history, clearly shows us those who experience the supernatural power of God and experienced his deliverance, his provision, his divine reversals, as well as his strength to stand in the face of adversity, they all made the decision to live by faith. May I remind you this morning, it wasn't easy for those that we read about to stand in the face of opposition, knowing that their life was hanging in the balance. But in those defining moments of their lives, they chose to keep living by faith. That's why we can read the pages of history and see them filled with the miraculous stories of ordinary men and women who stand in supernatural strength. I'm reminded of a gentleman, Mr. Bartov, He is simply one that is known as the agent of grace. He was a pastor in the era of World War II in Germany. Some of you probably have read or seen his documentary. But we find that he ends up becoming an intelligent officer for those that wanted to overthrow Hitler. And we find that through great hardship and imprisonment uh, later in his life, uh, as they began to take him and as they called his name to go to the gallows, uh, he simply was called and humiliated to strip everything off of him. And the one that had uh, interrogated him often and over and over trying to break him, stood by him while he was in a state of nakedness and said, so this is how it ends But he turns and he simply smiles and simply says, no. And he looked, bowed his head and said, Lord, give me strength to finish well. And he walked to his place of death because even when he didn't understand, he chose to continue to live by faith. I'm also reminded of Pastor Wally. He was a man, a missionary to Saudi Arabia who was tortured greatly for his faith. After going through such turmoil in his life, he simply had this to say. I was standing on the hands of God's angels. They could not see the angels, but I felt that they were there to help me stand. Can I tell you this morning? There is something different for those that live by faith. I want to encourage somebody this morning to let you understand that while we read story after story through history, I want to encourage you that even today, he is a God that does not change. It's okay this morning to not know how everything is going to work out. It's okay this morning to know that I really have no idea what the next move is. It is simply okay this morning if you simply walked in here saying, you know what, I have no idea, but I am putting my faith and trust in the one true God. Because can I tell you this morning, uh, he is still the beginning and the end. He is still the first and the last. Uh, He is still the ultimate authority. Uh, And therefore, I can say with confidence this morning, morning and encourage you to enact Hebrews chapter 12 verse number 1 wherefore seeing we are also compassed with so great a cloud of witness uh, let us not anybody else uh, but let us lay aside every weight uh, and the sin which doeth so easily beset us uh, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us uh, looking unto Jesus uh, the author and finisher of our faith uh, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross uh, despising the shame uh, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Uh, Can I tell you it's not because I'm good uh, it's not because I'm great uh, but it is because that he lives this morning uh, and because of that uh, I can stand with confidence Uh, I gotta tell somebody uh, I can appreciate the fact that you're going through a struggle uh, but also know that the word of God is very clear and says if you'll just trust me you don't have to look at it you don't have to hear it, you don't have to completely understand it, but you do have to know this, that I will never leave you, never forsake you and I'll be with you always even to the end, can I tell you this morning he's still walking with me he's still talking with me I'm not alone today you can't see the angels but I'm resting in their arms, you can't See goodness and mercy, but they're right here with me. Uh, can I tell you this morning uh, the forgotten difference is this uh, we have failed to tell a generation uh, that God has still everything that you need. Uh, the just uh, does live by faith this morning. We have told a generation that goes to the house of the Lord faithfully every week, uh, you've got to have it all figured out. Uh, listen, I am not against a five-year plan, a 10-year plan. Uh, I believe in making preparations for the future, uh, but there is some things you're just not going to know. Uh, and that's why God says, just trust me. Uh, don't lean into your own understanding, uh, but know this, lean uh, onto the things of God. Uh, trust in the Lord. Uh, this morning, I feel like I need to tell somebody uh, you may have thought well I just ain't going to do it anymore Uh, but if you don't hear anything else that this preacher says today uh, just hear this trust him one more day Uh, trust him one more day Uh, because can I tell you uh, it is in those times uh, that he comes and he shows himself mightily to his people please hear me this morning let us lay aside every weight and let us keep trusting Notice we find the story of a young man in your Bible that paints a beautiful picture of one who chose to live by faith. Symbolic of the story of Jesus, but it is the story of Joseph. You find it in the first book of your Bible. But we notice that it started really a little before this, but around the age of 17, he began to have to walk and live by faith. I don't need to retell you the story because most of you probably know it, but let's just hit a couple of high points. He was a dreamer. He was young. He wasn't filled with wisdom. He probably could have not said so much and maybe got himself out of a little bit of a trouble, but he found himself in a place where he was wearing a special garment because he was special in the eyes of his father. And we find his brother's grab him, rip that coat of many colors off of him and throw him in a pit and sell him into slavery. And then we find that he is in Potiphar's house and is betrayed again. And we find him in the prison and we find him betrayed again. And then we find that after many years and after being honored by the Lord, you get to Genesis chapter 50, verses 19 and 20, or actually through 22. And Joseph said this, talking to his brothers that was present after their reunion, after all of these years, he says, fear not, for I am in the place of God. But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring it to pass. Can I tell you this morning, we don't understand everything. And you'll drive yourself crazy trying to understand it. But there's one thing you can't forget. That the just is to live by faith. There is a freedom when you begin to live by faith. Don't get so quiet on me. Because what that means is this, that you finally get to a place where you take your hands off and say, God, it all belongs to you. I believe we're all called to be good stewards, but please hear me. It all belongs to Him. And Matthew 6 simply says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, all these other things will be added to you. Listen, if He's going to add it to your life, He's going to take care of it. Yes. Hear me this morning. Proverbs 3 and 5, it tells us trust in the Lord with all our heart and don't lean to our own understanding, but the following verses is very powerful. They don't get a whole lot of attention. It says simply this in verse 6, in all thy ways acknowledge him. Not some, not the ones that you want to pick and choose, but in all of your ways acknowledge him. It says, and he might, know. it says he shall direct thy path. Be not wise in thy own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. You know one of the greatest evils that we battle is not addictions, one of the greatest evils we battle is simply the inability to trust God, trying to add things to Him. Notice with me it shall be health to thy navel and moral to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with thy first fruits of all thy increase. Notice this. Verse number 10 is a shouting verse for some of you this morning. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Now, I know you're sitting here this morning. Some of you may, oh, what about inflation? What about this? What about that? Listen, I'm blessed. All summer long, man, I've been able to put $6 diesel in my truck. I'm blessed. I didn't like it at all, but I did it. But I remember a day I couldn't have done that. You know why? It's because in all my ways I have trusted the Lord. Have I done it perfectly? No. Listen, please hear me. Please understand. I'm here to tell you today and to boldly share with you that we will only experience that which we desire when we make the decision to live by faith. Listen, I refuse to allow my five senses to lead me. But I am choosing to completely depend upon his word in every avenue of my life. And I encourage you to do the same. We are failing to teach that before one can walk in the authority of God's word, one must first completely surrender to it. Hear this preacher today. We have to ask this question. What is making the difference between the heroes of the faith and those of us that are currently in the faith? I can say without hesitation this morning it's not God because he is a God that does not change. I can say that it is not the current presence of evil in this world because evil has always been on display since Genesis chapter number three. It is not because of a change of political policy and party. But it is because it's always been men has been apt to try to fulfill their own lust. We have to come back and realize we have forgotten that in order for us to be counted just or righteous, one must live by faith. Not occasionally, but continually. It's time to not only dream again, but please hear me, it's time to begin to believe again. When faith is present, darkness is dispelled, the enemy is defeated, and the righteous rejoice. I want to encourage you to do something this morning. Paul was writing some of his last words to his spiritual son, Timothy. Last words are important. Please hear me. I've stood by a lot of people's bedside and they didn't tell me that they wish they would have worked more overtime. They didn't tell me that they wish they had bought this or bought that. But many, many times it's been this. I wish I would have done more for the Lord or I wish I would have spent more time with my family. Those are the top two things that I hear continually. So last words are important. So as Paul is writing... Our ears need to be open. He simply says this, I'm remembering, Timothy, something that was in your grandmother, Lois, as well as in your mother. He's going down memory lane. He said, I'm remembering there was something present in their life. And he said, and I'm also, am persuaded that it's in you. And he says, I was persuaded because of the simple fact. He said, now I want to put you in remembrance of this thing that I'm talking about because... And I want you to stir it up inside of you because it is the gift of God. And he says, I know it's there because I, you received it when I put my hands on you. What he you simply saying is I know there's something imparted in you and I need you to live by faith to stir it up. Because you're going to need this gift that God has given you. Because God did not give us a spirit of fear but of power and love and of a sound mind. Can I tell you this morning, I'm going to bring this to a close in just a moment. It's time to begin to live the life that God has purposed for us to live. You may ask, how can we live in this manner, preacher? In your Bible, you find a time in history where the house of David would have been destroyed. There was great animosity and there was a lot of conspiring of different enemies that was coming against the people of God and you can read of this account in Isaiah chapter number seven but in Isaiah chapter number seven we find that the word of the Lord come to the prophet he said I want you to go down and I want you to talk to Josiah's grandson he was the one leading and you have to understand that Uzziah's grandson he saw this group joining with this group and they was merging together and they was going to overthrow the people and the word of the Lord simply says I want you to go stand there and tell him that everything that he currently sees that he says he just needs to stand because what he sees isn't going to come to pass. He said it's not going to happen. You can read it in chapter number 7, verses 4 through verse number 7, as well as verse number 14. But it didn't stop there. When you get down to verse number 10 through verse number 12, it says, then the Lord spoke again to him. And he says, would you ask the Lord for a sign knowing this would be? And he says, oh Lord, I never tempt the Lord. And he simply goes a little further and he says, you you weary men, but are you also going to weary God with your doubt and your unbelief the Lord simply said this and this was a prophetic statement he says what you see developing is never going to take place it's never going to take root it's not going to happen but there will be a day that those that are gathering they're going to be utterly destroyed. However, he said, I'm going to give you a sign to know that it's going to happen. He said, when they're laying in desolation, he said, there will be a virgin that will conceive and bear a son and they will call his name Emmanuel. Now you say, what in the world does that have to do with the forgotten difference. We know that that prophetic word was brought to fulfillment. Because in Matthew chapter number one, <coughs> in, excuse me, in verse number 18 through 21, and then 22 and 23, you will find that the birth of Jesus was on this manner. When Joseph would have put Mary away privately, the angel of the Lord come to him and said, listen, she is of child, the Holy Ghost I'm doing something Joseph that you don't understand you need to live by faith right now I know you've loved me I know you've trusted me (coughs) I know your heart has turned towards me but you don't understand this season so I'm asking you to just trust me just to live by faith and you're gonna see something glorious and he goes a little further it says not only will his name be Jesus, but, and not only will he be the Savior of his people, but in verse 22 and 23 of that same chapter, simply says that when she brings forth this child, he will be called Emmanuel, which been interpreted as God with us. Can I tell you for a little better than 2,000 years now, God's been with us. So I can tell you this morning, I can't live by faith in myself. But I want to tell somebody, you don't have to do it in yourself. Because Emmanuel isn't just with us, but he lives and dwells inside of us. And because of that, you and I, we can make a decision every day of our life and say, you know what, I don't understand it. I don't even like it, but I'm going to live by faith today. Can I tell you, I have friends. All of my friends are old people. I like old people, so those of you who are old, you got a friend, all right? I, I've, I've always been around older people. Everybody I've ever done ministry with, they've all been older than me. And some of them have some amazing stories and some of them's got me in trouble. But at the same time, I, they, they, they drive me crazy because I'm of a different generation. Debbie said this many years ago when we got into ministry. She's like, I'll go anywhere you wanna go, I'll travel with you and we'll take the kids anywhere, but here's the deal, I only have one requirement. And I said, what's that? She's like, wherever we go, you make sure you have enough money in your pocket to get us back home, no matter what happens. I don't really know if that's living by faith, but that's kind of the policy, common sense, right? But man, a lot of my friends, God said, go do this. They didn't have no money. They didn't have no resources. They barely had enough money to put gas in their car to fill it up one time, a little longer, get them there and back. But they said, God said it, I'm going to do it. And I can tell you that time after time after time, God showed Himself faithful. Now that does not give us a license to operate in stupidity, but we are to operate in a level of faith where we know this, God said it, I believe it, and I walk in it. I've shared this often, but Billy Graham as a young minister that had saw his ministry partner had to preach to thousands every night. Traveled the world together. Comes and tells Billy, Billy, you're crazy. This thing, it's, it, it's, not what it, it's not what you think it is. And he witnessed him walk away. Billy was attacked by him. Multiple times. Trying to get him to denounce his faith. But Billy Graham found himself in the woods with his Bible laying on an old tree stump and, in a time of prayer saying, God, what am I to do? And he come to this understanding this morning. I don't have to understand it. I just have to believe it. And he turned and he looked at that Bible and he simply said, Lord, I don't understand everything that's in there. But I do believe that it's your word. I don't understand everything in my life. I don't understand every attack. I don't understand every opposition. I don't understand every change or every unexpected thing. I don't understand why all of those things are present in our lives. But I've come to understand that God is faithful. We are in need of a true reset in the American church today. I need this young Adult group to understand. It's not about how much money's in your pocket, but it's about what God has birthed in your heart. It's about being sold out and surrendered, committed. I can tell you that if I based the ministry of 2022 that we have done, Based on what I had in my possession, we would not have done much in comparison to what we have done. And I don't say that braggingly or boastfully. I say that bragging on God because, can I tell you, things come when you begin to live by faith. I received a call this week. This is amazing. Usually, when you're shipping stuff, it all gets delayed. It, gets, it usually ends up being very frustrating. Brother Derek called me on Wednesday, I believe it was, or Thursday, and he said, Ronde just called, and our container's setting up port. We got to go get it. Hundreds of thousands of dollars of medical supplies are now in the hands of the Beletian people. Because we simply responded by faith. Can I tell you this morning. Now. You don't just say I'm going to live by faith and sit down. But faith without works is dead. Abraham was justified by faith. Yes he was. But when he heard, he responded. This morning, the forgotten difference. I know that's kind of a weird title this morning, but we are to be peculiar, we are to be different. We are to operate in a realm that maybe others don't understand. But those before us, they understood this simple fact that it's all about him, not about us at all. This morning, as we stand all over the house today, Paul simply said, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. I want to encourage you this morning. I believe I'm in the presence of some just men and women. I believe I'm in the presence of men and women today that in the eyes of the Lord you would be considered and called righteous. Not because you do everything right, no. But because you have put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and you have asked him to be Lord of your life and you're walking it out every day. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. You're just going to have to make a decision to shake some stuff off and began to live by faith knowing this, that God really is a good, good father and he has wonderful things for you just like he told Jeremiah before I formed you and placed you in the womb of your mother I, I knew the plans I had for you and they were, they're were they good, they're not evil Joseph, looking back over his life he said, I know what you all did you meant for evil but God, he, he planned it all out for my good You may be going through something that's very severe this morning. May taking the breath out of your life, so to speak. Can I encourage you just to hold on? Because you're going to make it. The forgotten difference, we can't forget it any longer. What's going to set a generation free is men and women operating and living by faith. What's going to turn our nation around is men and women living and operating in faith. What's going to change your family and your circumstances, your careers, is when you make the decision, I'm just going to live by faith. When we do those things, we release heaven on our behalf. So this morning, know maybe a little more teaching today than preaching, but Abel by faith brought his sacrifice. Noah by faith built an ark because he received a message it was going to rain. Daniel by faith, before he ever saw a lion's den, made it a commitment that. I'm not going to put certain things in my body because I just don't know what it's been offered to. I'm just going to eat certain things. I'm going to make sure that I walk in a place that honors. Can I tell you that Job, when he lost so much, it seemed like there was no reason to even wake up in the morning. He said, Shall I forsake the one that has been so good to me? May I pause and remind you this morning that he's been good to you? He's been good to me. And if we'll walk this thing out, if we'll live by faith today, I may not be talking to everybody, but I feel like I'm talking to a a few people this morning. you're feeling some discontentment, you're feeling frustrated and you've desired things but yet they've not developed or come to fruition yet and the enemy just... Here's what I want to say to you today. Just keep living by faith. Not every door is a God door even though it may look like it's a good door. Don't move too quickly, but in everything, make sure it's prayed over and prayed through. And I tell you this, those that trusted God that was before us and lived by faith, they saw victory and they encountered deliverance and they got revelation. But you and I, we are positioned even greater than many of those that was before us. Because while many of them at times would experience a visitation of the Holy Spirit coming upon them, you and I, we have the Holy Spirit that now lives and dwells in us. That which they had in measure, we now get without measure. Jesus simply says, it's important that I go. So that the Father will send He, the Holy Spirit, and He will lead you, guide you into all truth, show you things that was and is and is to come. Can I tell you, don't worry about your future. Don't worry about your future. I'm reminded of what the man of God said. He said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I can't change yesterday, but I have today. I have no promise of tomorrow, but I have today. Let's don't forget the difference. Why has our people got a heritage of victory and increase and provision and deliverance, miracles, signs, and wonders? It's because they live by faith why is it that my elder brother who is much elderly than me why is he still as goofy and funny and why is he still present with us today Kelly is not because he eats right even though he tells everybody he does I've been in his truck I know that's not true I'll tell you why because when he was a little boy, the doctor simply said to mom and dad, take him home. There ain't anything we can do for him. But before they went home, mom and dad went by brother Dalton's house. Said he's living by faith. They heard what the world said. And I'm not taking anything away from that. But that's not the final authority. But they took that little boy and set him on Brother Dalton's lap and said, We need you to pray for our son. Nobody was shouting, running the aisle. Nobody was running the back of pews. No, it was just a man and a woman living by faith with their baby, set in the laps of another man of faith, and they prayed. He was healed. And all of these years later, he's still standing proclaiming the word of God in his seventies because that's the difference listen living by faith is when we really begin to live outside of that we just going through the motions ah but when we begin to live by faith We begin to live. We see his glory. We see his power. Maybe this morning, I'm done. Every head bow, every eye closed, just for a moment. You'd say, Pastor. I've heard the word of the Lord this morning. Maybe you've been going through. Some great uncertainty. Maybe some things been weighing on you, and you just didn't know if you was gonna make it. But this morning, I, you got an opportunity to make a decision. I'm not questioning your salvation this morning. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that. I'm not questioning whether you love God no I'm not I'm not doing that I'm just asking have you been trying to figure it out or have you been trusting him have you been trying to make it happen or have you been just living by faith if you're under the sound of my voice this morning here's what I want you to do no one looking around but you'd say preacher You've talked to my heart this morning. I, I, I'm in a struggle. Maybe I've even entertained giving up, but I didn't understand. I, bit, I just feel the weight. Not saying you're going to quit on God, but you just said, I just don't know where I go from here. If that's you this morning, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand and you put it right back down. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hands all over this room. here's what I want to do today I'm gonna to ask you to help me this morning I want you to just take your hand and lay it on the shoulder of the person beside you this morning you don't know whether that person lifted their hands or not that's beside you but I want you to begin to pray for that person today and say God I'm asking you to give them strength I'm asking you to give them courage And I want you to pray a prayer of encouragement over them this morning. Can we do that together this morning? Hey, everyone, it's Pastor Jade Abrams here. I want to thank you for watching today. Please feel free to like and subscribe or find us on our other social media platforms. And we pray God's blessings your way. You have a great day, and we'll see you next time.